Paris, how you doing? How's it going? You all right? Dude, yeah, I'm just cracking open. This is a seltzer water, <laughs> not alcohol. This is, it's not, I promise this is just water. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I just got off of work. It was a really long day. It was really busy. Um, I, I don't know if this should be in the podcast. Actually, I don't really care because there's no chance that Pete will ever listen to my podcast, hopefully. Uh, there's this guy at work that's coming in. His name is Pete. I'm having a little bit of trouble with him. Um, I've only been at my job for like a week now and Pete came in like the first day I was working and I said, hi, like I'm Paris. Nice to meet you because he's a regular. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like making coffee and just making small talk with Pete just like I would any person mm -hmm. that would come in. Pete's like probably like in his 50s, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. um, he's like just a regular old white dude. Um, and just like trying to make small talk, be friendly. And he said, oh, you're new here. And I said, yeah, I just moved from Oregon, just getting to know the city. And um, he was like suggesting places to go eat and see and like, oh, go take a ride in the countryside. And then he said, as he was leaving, he was like, you know, if you ever need a tour guide of the city, just like, let me know. And I was like, Haha, okay, bye. And didn't really think much of it. I thought it was just like a weird, like kind of coy thing to say, like just kind of maybe trying to be funny. So I didn't really think much of it. But then um, he's come in a couple times since and he's like, he keeps saying like, let me know if like you need someone to like show you around the city or if you're ever like lonely, like let me know if you need anyone to like go to coffee with or, or you know, go get a bite to eat with. And I'm kind of like now starting to get a little bit uncomfortable. And then just today he came in, I was like, oh, hey Pete, like how's your day going? And he's like, good, how about you? And I said, it's going really well. I, I, I went to the park yesterday and I saw all the leaves are changing colors. Like, it's so beautiful. It was just, it was a wonderful experience. And um, I went to this park called Frick Park and it's really big. And he was like, it's yeah, you gotta big. be. It's freaking big. <laughs> Nice. Sorry. <laughs> um, he goes, yeah, you have to be careful in that park. It's really big and, and you can get lost. And I, and I said, oh, I actually kind of did. Like my walk turned into quite the hike because there are all these trails and they don't tell you like how long the trails are. So you just keep walking forever. And I was like, but I, you know, eventually made it out and, and so on and so forth. And he goes, well, if, if you ever need to go with someone so that you're not scared and like you don't get lost like let me know and you know what I could, I could give you my number and we could go on a walk together sometime and at that point I was like okay I'm I think I'm, I'm done with this conversation like I didn't say that to him but I was like oh yeah <laughs> thank you for the offer Pete and then I just turned around and did something else so I'm like I'm kind of stuck in this place where I'm like how do I proceed because he is a customer and I want to be nice and friendly but now I feel like my boundaries are being crossed because he's an old dude and I'm not interested and he's wanting to spend time with me outside of the workplace and he's wanting to get my number and me give him his mm. so I just kind of like after work today I called my mom because my mom gets propositioned all the time because my mom's kind of a MILF so they <laughs> so I was like mom what do I do like I'm not assertive and I I really don't know what to say and still be polite and so she actually gave me some good advice which is nice because my mom and I don't often have like decent coherent conversations so that 
was a positive side of things. Yeah. Like, she gave me good advice, which was just to say, like, thank you so much for the offer. Like, I really appreciate how kind. However, I don't think my boyfriend would feel very comfortable with that and just, like, really enunciate boyfriend. Um, like, not single, please leave me alone, Pete kind of thing yeah I don't know what do you think I think I think that's a totally fair tried and true tactic it also upsets me that in 2020 we still need the excuse of having a male protector in order to get other men (sighs) to leave us alone that's what I was like mom it's great advice but at the same time I just want to be like no Pete like I'm not interested but I don't know why, Fallon, I, like, completely clam up, and I'm, I just kind of, like, oh, <laughs> thanks, like, that's, that's so kind, and, like, I don't know what to say, and I have such a hard time being assertive, it's and then I get so, so hard, angry dude. with the, myself. In the moment, afterwards. it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It's like, can you not tell from my body language and from the way that I'm like starting to sweat and like get fidgety and stumble over my words that you're making me uncomfortable because I am, I am at my place of work. Like, you know where I work, you know what time to come in when I'm here. Like, and, and it just like makes me, it makes me want to avoid the situation altogether. Cause like, I don't want to have to tell Pete, Pete stop propositioning me I just want to avoid it it makes me like not even want to go into work and I've only been there for a week and I really like my job it's like why do men think that they can just come in and and like intrude on on my you know in my my workspace like it's so fucking rude (laughs) yeah Well, first, I'm so sorry that this has happened, Paris. I know that you deal with, like, men on the internet and on, like, Instagram, um, like, trolling and hiding, <laughs> lurking, lurking in your DMs. And so I do get just... a lot of, like, will you be my sugar babies? <laughs> you know, like, those kinds of things. I get, I get a lot of those. Yes. Um, and so I, I'm sorry that this is just, like, another creep to like add to the list and especially like in person in your place of work like that feeling of not feeling safe and like I totally know like I mean I haven't experienced it to that extent because like I I think I am just standoffish period not standoffish but standoffish um and I think that like being tall, really tall too, and like having like I think a more masculine like frame, um, like I men don't think aren't. you have a masculine <laughs> frame. I just think that you are, you have this incredible, like, skill of being um, like you. You say what you mean. You say what you want, and you don't take shit. And I and I admire that because I really wish that I like I want more of that because I find that like especially at work when I'm in like my customer service persona Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to like put up my boundaries because like I'm you know I'm there to serve I'm there to please I'm there to give you your coffee and a smile and it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to be like no please don't proposition me and ask me for my number while I'm working you make me feel uncomfortable you know, it just like those kinds of things. I can say them when I'm here recording in my closet, but it's hard for me to say <laughs> it at work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think I, growing up, my mom like never made me 
hug anyone that I didn't want to hug. Mm. I never, I was never required to um, please anyone. And I think that is a blessing that my mother gifted to me. And I, I don't know, I, I think that was a conscious choice on her end that she didn't, she knew that that was something that was important um, for, you know, all of the weird, crazy, unfortunate things that happened in my childhood. That was one thing that like really paid off. I remember being on yeah. an airplane because I would fly to my grandparents' house um, uh, often because my mom and uh, stepdad would travel. And I remember this, when you fly and you're underage um, by yourself, you get to sit up in like, it's like the second row, it's not the first row, but the second row. And um, usually other kids or like old people will sit next to you. And so like I, I was I was always doing the vibe check. I was like seven, and this older man sat next to me one time, and uh, he started talking to me. And I remember just thinking like this guy's ugly. <laughs> and I was like, mm, does not pass the vibe check. I didn't want to talk to him. And he was like trying to engage with me. He was trying to like chat with me and ask me like how old I was and stuff. And I was like, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers was what I said. And he was like, well, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm a pilot. Um, I, pl- I fly one of these planes. And, like, I believed him. He was, like, uh, an employee of the airline. Um, But even if you are, like, if a child says to you, I am not supposed to talk to strangers, you stop right there and you do not engage anymore. Like, yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. No, and I mean, like, that is true. But there is this assumption that women and girls don't know what's good for them they don't know what Mm -hmm. they want and i think it's less that it's not that we don't know what we want but we've been indoctrinated to put the needs of others and others comfort over our own and like i I mean that was that like literally what you just said is exactly how i felt today when i got off of work or how i felt in the moment because I was thinking as Pete was saying these things to me and like making me feel uncomfortable, I was thinking, okay, what do I say that's not going to offend him? That's not going to make him feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. which is like bullshit because I'm the one who's being made uncomfortable in the first place. And like he, I don't deserve to be treated like that. And like, he doesn't have the right to treat me like that. So I should get to say like, you know, stop. But yeah. It I feel like it's like ingrained into like my being that I I just the first thought is like okay, I can't I I I need to stop and and you know not make him feel like he's out of place. Mm-hmm. But he is. So yeah. And especially I, because he's a regular and like yeah. when someone else has confidence we're like it, it's it, I don't even know if we're like taught this, but I think it happens. Like every relationship, every interaction is a, a power dynamic in in a sense. Yeah. Not only are you uh, like you're running into this because like he is a customer, so like you want to make him comfortable because he's a customer. He's also a man and an older man, and so there's like this kind of hierarchy, like aspect to it and then also like you your job is to make people feel welcome Mm -hmm. and you don't want to like it's not just about yeah like it's in it's ingrained into me because my first initial thought 
of when it's ingrained into me because my first initial thought when Pete said something that made me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. was then to respond with something like to not make him feel uncomfortable which is bullshit right. because he's the one making me feel uncomfortable in the first place and I should be able to stand up for myself but because I'm like in my workplace at my job where I make money you know for my living I feel like I am not able to say that because I don't want to jeopardize my job. Exactly. But it, like, that was and it's, that. Yeah. So like, not only do you want to like make him feel comfortable because you are an employee and he's coming in as a patron, we're always taught like customer is right. Customer knows best, like give mm -hmm. people the uh, optimum experience, but also like you are a younger woman and he is an older man. And you don't want to, like, say you do come off and just say, thank you, but I'm not interested. I don't really feel comfortable talking about this anymore. Here's your coffee. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Um, even something like that, or if he pressed more and you were like, no, I'm, I'm really not comfortable talking about this, um, please don't bring it up again. Then it, it's like, you know, why did, why did you do that? Or it's the question of whether or not you get to keep your job, whether or not you handled that the best way you could, whether or not like you are giving the cu customer like the optimum experience. Like as service workers, we give up our sovereignty as human beings in exchange mm -hmm. for the other's experience, um, quality of experience, which is absolutely unacceptable. And that was like my biggest issue with working like food service like food service i mean you you get this in retail too but i think there's a special um <laughs> there's like a special evil in food service um that like permeates the entitlement all. there is such people. an entitlement just, absolutely yeah. and even my boss was telling me and by the way i do i have these issues with my boss and i have even though like i am like i don't take no shit or whatever it's like it does not come there there is not a lack of social awkwardness social like being uncomfortable and just like um i don't know it it is at the expense of shutting myself down too. I, in order to like shield myself from these things, I kind of get closed off to other interactions too um, mm -hmm. that could be positive. And I kind of block off these parts of myself that I enjoy and that like are, uh, that show the, the wider range of my personality and like my soul it all becomes like reserved to this like one bit that I think turns purposefully turns off people it's like this mask that I wear um, but I still go home I would go home and like feel upset or whether or not I did something right or wrong or whether or not I was in the wrong for feeling uncomfortable and if I just had played it correctly like I worked as a bartender at my last job and it was the fucking worst like I hated every second of it even if people weren't really that bad like just people watching me do something or like mansplaining from their seat on how mm -hmm. to like mix a drink or something and it was just like unbearable and I made like a vow to myself to um, 
like never work a job where I didn't have to, where I had to siphon away parts of myself uh, in order to feel safe. And that's like unacceptable. Like I, so I really, I feel for you and I want um, you to tell Pete to go fuck himself. Even even though I I know you can't. Well, I just, I, I, I feel, I feel the same way as you. Like, I really wish that I didn't have to pretend like nothing is wrong. Like when I feel so uncomfortable in this situation, but I have to, because I work food service, which makes me like never want to work food service again. But that's where, that's like the job that is available to me right now that has health insurance. Yeah. Well, well, not even, I mean, I have to pay for it, but it's available through like Starbucks, the company. Yeah. Um, and I'm very lucky to have that option. But, but like, I just, it, I've, I've had, I've worked, oh God, sorry, this is like kind of hard to talk about. The, I had a job once where I was um, working at a restaurant and I was inappropriately touched by one of the people that worked at that restaurant. And I told the owner of the restaurant, cause he was also like the manager and um, I let him know but I was really nervous to tell him because the person who touched me was one of his best friends. But I had to say something because I was like incredibly uncomfortable and there was video evidence of it. Um, and I was basically like shunned when I told the boss, they took all of my shifts off of the schedule. And, um, then my boss started making comments to me about like, my face and the way that I looked and like my facial expressions and it's like a whole other thing um but basically like they fired me by like taking all of my shifts away and um I all I asked I didn't I didn't say like you need to fire this person and like you need to do a like a a big like employee-wide search of are there other people doing this I didn't say any of those things all I said was hey this happened I'm really uncomfortable at the next employee meeting, could you please make a point of saying that this kind of behavior is inappropriate and, you know, everyone needs to keep their hands to themselves? It was literally the only thing I asked for. And then everything was taken away from me and I was, like, forced to quit. So when I'm presented with the situation again, that's not like I'm not being touched, but I'm being propositioned. Mm-hmm. I feel like immediately taken back to that place. And I'm so afraid to lose my job, which in reality, I probably will not. If I decide to tell Pete off or say like, Hey, please stop, you know, propositioning me. Like it's making me uncomfortable. I, I am in the right. And luckily my boss is a female person so I could probably bring this to her and feel comfortable about it also Starbucks is a really good company and they have um, well at least for its employees they have a lot of things set up to protect us against these things so if if you know worse came to worse and I like had to talk to the company about it the company would most likely side with me Mm -hmm. um, instead of the customer which is a really great thing so I feel safer and more comfortable working for like Starbucks the corporation rather than working for like a like one person owns this restaurant you know um so that's why I don't do waitressing anymore um even though the tips are great I just like don't feel comfortable working for like a ma and pa 
restaurant. Yeah. Um, because they don't have these, these, um, like structures and rules set in place. So. Yeah. Like protections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first off, I want to say, um, like you are not, it is not your fault for working at Starbucks. I realize like me saying like, I vow to never put myself <laughs> in that position. That's not, I did like, not take it that okay. way. Cause like, <laughs> I know. You know, like the, the issue, it, it's a cultural issue. It's the fact that like, you know, there are, there are always going to be assholes in mm-hmm. no matter where you go around the world. There's always going to be sexism. There's always going to be power dynamics. There's always going to be hierarchy. So I, I don't think that, um, like sexism is necessarily curable as fucked up as that is. Um, I, I think there will always be power dynamics. However, it, the issue is the fact that like we have been trained women, the expectation of women is to play nice at all times, Mm -hmm. at all costs, at the expense of our safety and our humanity. And, um, that's like that's the issue the fact that you don't feel safe that i don't feel safe that any of us feel safe to like um either work somewhere that like we could be in danger or to like fight against said danger at the risk of losing our jobs like you are not in the wrong for feeling uncomfortable and like i know what happened with that restaurant job that you were talking about and I mm-hmm. I was I saw red for days like I could not fathom that and it's so terrifying and invasive and um like the way it was handled and the fact that it happened at all was like unacceptable absolutely yeah. unacceptable so um to anyone listening uh yeah dude like do not accept any like don't accept that notion. Like you are not wrong. The way you feel is not wrong. Um, and it's also okay. It is okay to use your boyfriend as an excuse to mm-hmm. talk to the manager. Like these are all avenues that we can use. Like they are all valid and there's nothing wrong with, um, like if you feel more comfortable putting it on someone else or like, you know what I mean? Like negotiating yeah. it in that way. That does not make you any less brave or um, powerful or powerless. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. If, and if if you do go to the, your manager or your boss and they don't believe you or they discredit you, you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Other people, other women have experienced that. I've experienced that. And it's the most degrading and frustrating thing and it makes it makes you feel powerless but you're not wrong you're right in your feelings you're right to you know notice that something is off and something is wrong and like good for you for having the courage to go to them in the first place even if they didn't believe you like you're still brave and you know it it just I'm so sorry that that women have to experience these things yeah I was I'm not surprised because, like, I believe in synchronicity and the universe is, like, real. Um, But my Pinterest is now, like, my algorithm is all, like, 
feminist propaganda and I love <laughs> I love it so much and so it's like all these like snippets and quotes and pictures and memes about like feminism and like inequality and there was one um like rbg quote and she's like when people ask me like how many women uh will it take in the like how many justices how many female justices do there need to be in order for me to be happy and when i tell them nine they're shocked um and i say well there were nine men and no one complained so like (laughs) They, like, they didn't bat an eye when there's been nine men at the Supreme Court justice, but, like, when it's women, it's like, are you out of your mind? And it's like, oh, my God. Because, like, even when I read that, I was like, nine? Whoa, the whole thing? And I was like, wait, why the fuck not? And it's like, that was when I realized, I was like, oh, we really are second-class citizens. Oh. <laughs> I know. And isn't that crazy how, like, deeply ingrained that we are less than it is into our brains that even when you see that you you go nine what yeah that's a like that's the whole thing that's the like, whole thing yeah why yeah and and like you said why the fuck not like if there were nine men why can't there be nine women like yeah that yeah and just like uh yeah so i this this feels very uh, topical and relevant for me that to me that it's that you're we're talking about this right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just sorry, Paris. That's annoying as fuck. And yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> like, Pete doesn't even know probably what he's doing. Like, it's That's, so, yeah. it, it, just like what? the assumption Ugh. that it, it's fine. Because I deal with this with my boss, too. He doesn't, like, make advances towards me. And we have this rapport now that, like, I, that our kind of <laughs> relationship is based off of and I think because I am I like have this like vibe about me I I it's okay but if I were any other person or I acted any other way it it, I'm in a gray area with my boss and just things like funny things where we make jokes but he'll like walk into the room and be like all right everyone put your clothes back on and it's like funny but it's also like it is in the sexual realm like uh-huh. the way that our relationship is set up i i feel comfortable enough to not say anything um and it's more funny to me that these we talk about the things that we discuss um but there are some times where um you know he he'll point out something about me physically that is not meant to hurt my feelings or anything but um I notice that I'll think about it for a long what, that time. That I slouch. That I slouch. Um, one time he was like, "Oh, you're dressed like an adult today." Things like that. Oh. Where it's like these little things that where we joke between each other and we we joke about how you know his stature and how tall I am and we like we have this rapport, but it's still like I notice the things, the comments that he makes about me. I internalize and I think about and they stay with me for a long time. Why the fuck should I care what he thinks of me or says to me about me? Like, why? Because, like, why does what he has to say have more weight and more sway than, like, on how I see myself? It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah, that just you as a person 
Yeah. You don't owe anyone anything. It, you know, you, you don't, you don't. It's up to you to decide how you act and what you say. You don't owe people politeness. Yeah. You don't owe people anything. Like you, like you just said, like it, it really, it comes down to like what you decide to give people. But that's ultimately often not what women are taught. Yes. Yeah. And that, I, I think that's the only reason I want to have um, children. <laughs> to teach them to, teach to them. not give a shit and, and, and to not owe anyone anything. Yeah. Someday, if I have children, I don't care what they are. I just, I don't ever want to make someone feel like they are less than or like they're unimportant or they don't matter. I just want to empower people and if I had children I would want them to feel empowered I would Mm -hmm. want them to feel comfortable in voicing their opinions and empowering others I don't think that I could ever I, I mean I know that I would never tell my child no you can't be that you're going to be this instead and if I ever do fucking slap my face <laughs> and bring me back to reality because I would deserve it because you cannot it is not our place to tell someone who or what they can be it's it's yeah. just not our place we can only decide those things for ourselves no yeah. one else yeah dude uh that was so beautifully said Paris well thanks yeah. well should we maybe talk about <laughs> fantasy time <laughs> yes, now that i'm so we sorry have... this has taken such a right and left turn but i'm like, not fucking sorry it's important to say these things so. it is yeah yeah and that's another thing <laughs> i need to stop saying i'm sorry so much <laughs> oh i'm not sorry We wanted to talk about it. Yes. Uh, And I mean, final thoughts, honestly, Paris, like whatever you need to do, whether it's be like, yeah, I actually, you know, like I have a boyfriend and, um, or like, yeah, well, my boyfriend and I had, my boyfriend's been my guide and, or like we've been doing it together or whatever. If that's what is most comfortable or like going to your manager and being like, listen, Pete, this guy, I know he's a reg. I've been really nice and friendly, um, but he like keeps making advances, and I feel really uncomfortable about it. What do I do? Or like, can you do something? Or can someone else speak up on my behalf? Because you are mm-hmm. still advocating for yourself doing that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, that means you are still advocating, making this request. That is you taking control of the situation so please don't think that like that is the less brave option it is equally brave to any of them and um thank you yes thank and, you for saying that and you are also allowed to just be like if if you find yourself able to in the moment being like i feel really uncomfortable talking about this period period i don't want to talk about this i feel really uncomfortable right now and then turn away. Like, that's, that is okay. You are not going to lose your job. And if you do, fuck everything. But you won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. so. And if I do, we will rage in the streets. And we'll How sue. We'll make a lot of money. You know? Oh, holy shit. We'll buy the Fantasy Time RV. <gasps> we will. That we were talking about. We'll the other day. 
Yeah. <laughs> With seatbelts over the toilets. Yes, so I can ride in there when we're going on tour and driving around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's necessary to have seatbelts on the toilet in an RV. So what if you go over a bump and you slip off, you know? That sounds messy and dangerous. They should add seatbelts onto RV toilets. Period. And that's on period. <laughs> if I were campaigning for mayor, that would be my number one uh, most important platform. Mm. Would be everyone, we are going to add seatbelts to RV toilets. <laughs> <laughs> And equality, and we're gonna work on climate change. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, most yeah, importantly, yeah, yeah. most importantly, seatbelts in RVs on the toilet. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's what God wanted. Okay. Shall we talk about fantasy? Is it fantasy time? It's fantasy time. Do you like boys with wings, or maybe horns or tails? Maybe you're into scales. Perhaps you want to be the lizard queen. Do you find yourself attracted to fictional characters? Like maybe vampires? Do werewolves make you cream? Then welcome to our podcast. This is the place for you. Freaks and geeks are welcome, and weebs will take you to So, Paris, how many how many Halloween movies have you watched this year? Oh my god. So far. This year? Uh, or god, um, this month then. This month. Yeah, I've watched a lot this month. I don't know the exact number, but we um on October 1st, I went through our movie collection, which Brady, my boyfriend is a huge collector of movies. He's got this massive library and I went through the whole thing and um, picked out every single horror movie or just like Halloween spooky movie that we had That's he probably so has he probably has like at least at least 600 movies Damn, in the closet Brady. yeah he's got a lot and a lot of most of them are like criterion art house films Classic. which are fun but some of them are, they're, you know, they're really dry. Yeah. Um, and, and I love him. And I, I don't some of them I can't get through. But there are a lot that are fun. So I pulled out all of the fun spooky ones and I put them in a big pile next to the TV. So we've mm. just been, like, picking a couple out a day. Sometimes we'll do a double feature at night and we'll just watch scary movies. And it's so much fun. And I hung up a bunch of Halloween decorations, which then inspired you to do Halloween decorations. Yeah. And I love that shit. It's so fun. Yeah, I I am yeah. so, I, I love it. And I love your Halloween decorations. They're so fucking cute. <laughs> and I was like, holy, I didn't even think to go to like the dollar store or dollar general. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't want to spend my money on these, like, on decorations. Like, they're expensive because I'm thinking, like, Target prices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, no, I went to the dollar store. I bought this, like, spooky uh, skeleton Grim Reaper dude. He looks just like the cereal. He looks, (laughs) he looks like, 
I mean, I yeah, he is as close to the surreals I'm gonna get as far as like <laughs> Halloween ornaments, and um, his arms are made of wire wrapped in like foam, and he has little skelly hands at the end, and um, I so I like uh, morphed him to be like dabbing, so he's like dabbing <laughs> in my living room. Uh, I went to I Walmart and I bought lights. I bought a set of purple lights and a set of um, orange lights. And so the lights are like all over my living room. And I just, it really lightened my mood. It got me out of the house. I felt good. <laughs> it was, um, I thought I probably spent 10 bucks on, on stuff. I think. Yeah, and you got such cute lights. You have purple and orange. Yeah, those and were some awesome. spooky cloth. Yes, spooky cloth that it just catches on everything. <laughs> it's quite spooky. It's quite the spook fest. Um, so yeah, That's I, so fun. thank you, Paris, for inspiring me. Um, it, it, yes. It's making a difference in my holiday. This is my favorite holiday. I love Halloween. I love dressing up. I love eating candy. I just love, I love Halloween. So I, I had to decorate too. I didn't want to buy a bunch of decorations also because we are only living here in Pittsburgh potentially for like a year. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I don't want to like pack a bunch of things when we move to wherever we're moving next. So I just wanted to get like some lights and some cheap things like a tablecloth and, and just small things, but it really does brighten the apartment and, and make it fun and festive. So it's been fun. But have you been watching spooky movies as well? Yes. I uh, took your Disney plus account and I Hell watched yeah, three movies. Uh, that's all I had time for. Um, but I like binge watched Twitches. Halloween Town yes. and uh, Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy in it. Oh, and okay. I watched Twitches and Halloween Town. I haven't gotten to um, Haunted Mansion yet, but I love that movie so much. And uh, the song will pop into my head occasionally, just like throughout the year. That you left your key in the mausoleum, <laughs> like out of nowhere. I'll just be driving to work, and you left your key. How did I know that you would love the Stonehead Quartet? Oh, they're so good. I love them so much. They're so funny. They are really cute. They're really cute. Yeah. Um, so However, on, on the topic of Haunted Mansion, yes, that one scene where I think it's the son, he's afraid of spiders and he has to open the door to the yes, mausoleum yes. and it's like covered in spiders. And that scene used to like fuck with me. I'm sure it would still fuck with me if I watched it now when I was a kid because I would like constantly go through this like moral dilemma of what would I do? If I just save my parents, like my parents are behind this spider covered door. Like, do I do it or do I just say like, RIP mom and dad, like it was nice knowing you, but I cannot touch that door. Uh, sorry, but yeah. spiders are my biggest fear. If it so were real spiders like actively moving around, like I, I, I don't know. Like if I were behind that door and you had to open it, you know, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's like, a would you up. understand if I was like, I'm so sorry, Fallon. I, I cannot. I would, I, uh, I would understand, but I wouldn't forgive you. I'd probably haunt you. <laughs> I'd probably haunt you. I'd be like, you. Well, that'd be fine because we could just like hang out. You'd be Forever. a ghost, but yeah. we could still chill. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I would be like in Saga. I would become like your ghost nanny, and I would like take care of your kids. And I would be like, you have like you're no a sovereign human rule. Like you have no legs, and your entrails hang out. Um. <laughs> Isabel. 
she's great. She's awesome. Um, well, I'm glad that you've seen Haunted Mansion. I yes. so we can still talk about it. Um, and I drew some parallels. I have a chart with um, several themes on the left side. There are four columns, okay? So uh, themes are on the left column, and then the, the right three columns are check marks. And at okay. the top of each of those three columns is the movie title. So there's Twitches, Halloween Town, and Haunted Mansion. And the yes. check marks make up uh, how well that movie, whether or not that movie um, had one of the themes that I've written down. Oh, this is great because I have seen and loved all three of these movies. I am ready to go. Let's go. Yes. Let's Yay. Go. Okay. So <laughs> I'm here for it. This podcast is called Fantasy Time and we need the fantasy. I think the, uh, the um, fantasy for us that like really encompasses the thing that gets us off is um, like our our need for like that magical escape, like that moment where we're like something's gonna happen to us and then it does. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that um, like fantastical intervention, I would say. Um, oh, yes. And so the, the fantasy coming true, the dream coming true, being whisked off to said fantastical for, land. For example, yes, Halloween Town, which we'll talk about. Yes, Marnie finds out that she's a witch. Right. Same thing with Twitches. Exactly, which is the first yes. point that I have. Twitches yes. and Halloween Town. This is the first parallel that I drew between these two films, or between mm -hmm. the films. So Marnie, not only does she find out that she becomes a witch, but she's been wanting, she's been like, I have deja vu, I like weird things. All of these signs, she is like mm -hmm. a very strong sense of self. She's like, I like weird shit. I am into the, you know, metaphysical and the spooky. I love Halloween. And her mom has been, like, repressing the fuck out of their, like, Halloween celebrations because she finds out that she comes from a long line of powerful witches. What can I just, the fuck? <laughs> can I just tell you that um, young Paris really really identified with that because my mother is like a devout Christian person and she does not like anything demonic or spooky. And so my mom would never let me dress up as a witch for Halloween. She would only let me dress up as like a ladybug or an angel, which I hated. Um, and I was constantly hoping, just hoping that I would be a witch, that I just like would find out. I would have some mysterious fairy godmother or my grandma would tell me, Hey, Paris, did you know that you're a witch? Oh, God, I wanted that to happen to me so bad. I mean, I still want that to happen to me. But really, when I was like 10, that was that was my dream of dreams. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, like, I don't blame you, dude. Of course, of course. I yeah. had, my mom is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I think I've been a witch for more Halloweens than I was something else, I want to say. Like, the witch was my most common Halloween costume because it was accessible and we always had the things required to be a witch. I'm and, so jealous. Um, what's wrong with like? There's no like. I mean, what's better than being a witch? But now I've I've gone the lizard route. I've also been the Grim Reaper. <laughs> um, my mom called me and was like, "Fallon, you you like capes?" Like she listened to our, our that, that episode. <laughs> she was like, "Fallon, 
you're into capes. And I was like, shut your filthy <laughs> mouth. She's like, no, you're, you've always liked capes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I agree. I agree with her. <laughs> well, I hope, I, I feel like there's still time for us, Paris. And there's still time to make our own adventures, you know? Yes. There's still time. We will find our portal. We will find our portal or we will fucking summon one ourselves. <laughs> All right. And you know. Amen. 2020 is fucking nuts. Okay. It's mm-hmm. like, we all know this. We're like, 2020 is crazy. True. Can't wait for 2021. 2021, like, is still going to be fucking crazy. Even mm-hmm. if Joe Biden wins the election, election. It's still, like, our lives are still going to be whack for, like, a hot minute. And I mm-hmm. think, in a way, we are in a magical time. Like, the fact that you and I were like, where do we move? What country in Europe do we move to in order to escape fascism? Um, you know, like, that's an adventure. We are living in an adventure time. Like, mm-hmm. like... You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the Lord of the Rings, but everywhere is Mordor. <laughs> the floor is Mordor. Yes. <laughs> and we're we are merely hobbits. We are merely we're trying hobbits. <laughs> so hard hobbits. to fix things. Yeah, maybe you know it's not too late for aliens to roll up. Is all I'm saying. And like <laughs> you know, our planet, like we, if we don't have a civil war. We could have, like, over, like, race stuff. We could have a civil war over environmental stuff, too. Oh, you absolutely. Know? In the, if yeah. we have, what is it, seven years now? Twelve years? Yeah. What's the clock? Something the like that. No, I think, it's, I think it's seven. Like. Greta, Greta Thurn, 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 I, I have a really hard Thorn, time saying her last name. Th- I know who you're talking about. People, people, you know who she is. Yeah. The young gal that, that. Trump makes fun of all the time. He's yeah. such an asshole. Anyways, she is <laughs> very smart. <laughs> makes fun of children. Of a 12-year-old. <laughs> like, He's like, oh, look at this stupid bitch. What a fucking idiot. Anyways, she is very smart and wise beyond her years. Yes. And I, I believe there's like a quote or something where she said like, we've done, um, like, we've done damage far beyond what we should have done or ever, you know, should have happened to the earth. And if we don't change, you know, the trajectory of things, like we will have done damage that is irreversible mm-hmm. in, I believe it's like seven years now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying Farah went to war. She wasn't expecting to, she waited like a hot, you know, like there it was a hot 500 years before oh, yeah. between wars, but like, you know, World War II was a minute ago, dude. Um, so I'm just saying that, like, we, we're we in an adventure time. In, in Within it's the true. next seven years, it's only going to get more intense. And I think that's exciting. I think it's exciting. Um, that's such a positive way to look at things, Valen. <laughs> honestly, I spent a lot of time in elementary school either waiting for a natural disaster to happen so I could like leave school in the middle of the day to like return home to my family um, or like how I was going to overtake the school like I had this fantasy of like kind of hostage style tying up faculty members and then like (laughs) 
taking up office in um, like the secretary's like building and like speaking <laughs> to my peers over the intercom and being like we own the school now and like I don't know I'm really glad that I didn't act on any of those plans because I'd probably be in jail still um, probably. but uh, <laughs> I had this like I've always had the fantasy of like normal life being disrupted in mm-hmm. it, by by any means necessary I think oh it definitely started when I was in first grade first to third grade where like my prime year probably second grade did your school do the um did your school do earthquake drills with the song i feel the earth quake under my feet did you guys do that no we didn't we just had real earthquakes (laughs) oh my god we had we we never had an earthquake, but we had earthquake drills. And instead of being like, "Beom, beom," this is an earthquake drill. Get under your desk. They would just play the song. I feel the earth quake wow. under my feet. And then you'd have to like get under the desk and then just kind of like rock out to that song I until mean, it was over. That's and then like class a really resume. fun, sweet way to do it. We had scary drills. I think it's drills. it's relaxing that way. You had scary drills? We had well, scary you had, like, girls. a real threat. And then we had, Because you were like, in California. Yeah, I was in Southern California, and um, I remember I was, like, such a teacher's pet. I was in second grade, Mrs. Thompson's class, and um, I was, like, she's, like, I need... She's, like, Fallon, I need you to run this letter to the office. And I was, like, absolutely anything for you, Ms. Thompson. And as I reached the threshold of the classroom, I'm walking out of the classroom, I Mm -hmm. thought a train was running through. That was my thought. It was so loud. I thought that a a train was running through the building. And I got on my hands and knees, and I, like, crawled towards my desk. But I was waiting. Like, I remember a moment where I was, like, am I going to get hit by a train? Like, it, I didn't, it didn't register that oh it was an God. earthquake. I thought that it was, like, I was waiting for it to come through because it was shaking, 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 and it was so loud. And so I crawled to my to my desk, but by the time I got underneath my desk, it was, like, over. And, uh, like, it was just this most the most bizarre thing ever. Um, Dude, that's terrifying. It was pretty intense. Yeah. It was whack. Um, oh. But that was really cool. But it still, I was, like... Man, that was that was intense. That was abnormal. That was that's the kind of shit I'm looking for. And then you were like looking for rope. Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> I was like, all right, Miss Thompson, now's the time, bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, she was cool. She was really cool. I would never. Uh, I oh would let God. her go. But no, when I got bullied, <laughs> I would get bullied during those years. And my escape was I was I was waiting to transform into a dragon. That was like my thing. I would wait. I would sit in class and I would stare up at the ceiling and I would wait and I would wait um, to like explode, either explode into dragon form or ideally have my dragon kin like rip open the ceiling of the classroom and reach down and grab me and then maybe butcher the kids who bullied me. on the just way like out. sears them, yeah, just yeah. Blows fire at them, and they're just, they're them just crispy bones. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially Miss Miss Lynn, my first third grade teacher, um, she was a raging c word. Um, God, she was such an asshole. And I was like, "Ooh, you're the <laughs> first to go, bitch. You're the first to go." 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, like anything can happen in these next I seven just... years. And then like if, <laughs> if it's too late, if we don't fix the planet in seven years, then, you know, then it's like straight up apocalypse after that. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And we can just, we should just build a really cool fort in the woods and, and hang out. Hello. That's I, you know, I used to have a fantasy that was similar, except mine wasn't a dragon would come and rip the ceiling off. Mine was that um, a vampire would find me at a rest stop. <laughs> I always... <laughs> Because, like, my mom worked pretty far away from our house, so when we would, she would, like, take me to work with her sometimes, and I would, like, hang out in the daycare center, Mm -hmm. and then um, on the way home from work, we'd, like, stop at this rest stop, and I would always hope that, like, there would be some, like, brooding, moody, vampire-wearing a peacoat, and he would have, like, really mused hair. It was, like, very much Edward Cullen. And mm. he would see me, and he would be like, that's her. That's the one. Mm. But she's too she's too young, so I will wait. I will wait for my love until she's of age. And I will come for her in high school, and then I will I will bite her neck and turn her into a vampire. And Damn. I waited all throughout high school, and it, it, it still hasn't happened. <laughs> um, but Paris, his name's Pete. No. <laughs> no. No, Pete. I don't want your teeth anywhere near my throat. Get away. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh my god. Saying, maybe, maybe you're pushing them away. Maybe you're pushing these experiences away, Paris. Maybe you need to like if my vampire love if my vampire love looks like Pete, I don't I don't want him. <laughs> I reject it. I'm sorry. I reject the mating bond. I don't want it. <laughs> no soup for you, Pete. No, <laughs> no soup for you, Pete. Fuck out of here. Uh, we, should, we should go back to talking about okay. Twitches and Halloween Town. So, I want to hear more Twitches in your list. Twitches and Halloween Town. They both have uh, the story of, of someone wishing for something to happen and then their wish comes true. Twitches, uh, the story of two um, twins separated at birth. They're from a different dimension called Coventry or of the kingdom of Coventry in a different dimension from Earth. And um, they were rescued at birth and sent to Earth in order to survive so that they could fight the darkness slash evil that tried to kill them and uh, destroy Coventry when they were born. And um, one of them is more pessimistic and one of them is more, like, optimistic. But there's always room for character growth. And um, the optimistic one is like, something's going to happen. Something really intense is going to happen. And she's like, I just want to, I want something different for my life. She's really well off. She has two sweet, loving, um, wealthy parents. And, um, but she's like, I really just want something cool to happen. And I feel it. I feel like it's going to happen. And then the other one who like had a single mom growing up and then her mother recently passed away. So now she's couch surfing with her, on her best friend's couch. And, um, she's like, something really bad is going to happen. Something really awful is going to happen. Um, and both were right. Uh, but it does happen on their 21st birthday, which I was like, why isn't anyone drinking in this movie? Like, I like how it was like a big 21st birthday bash, but alcohol was never a part of the theme. 
okay, yes, that is the first thing I said to Brady because I made him watch it with me. And um, I said to him, I was like, this movie's great, but it's so unrealistic. And he was like, yeah, because they're like witches. And I was like, <laughs> no, bitch, because it's her 21st birthday and she's spending it with her parents. I know. No. No one. No. I would, you're doing shots. You are hanging out with your pals. You are, you know, running out on the town. You are not going to, like, chill with your parents on your 21st birthday. But, you know, if you do, if you're a listener and you did chill with your parents on your 21st birthday, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, you maybe, it would have been, it would have been fun if you had some shots. You could do shots with your parents. Yeah, jello shots off your dad's body, you know? Whatever. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Fallon, there, you couldn't pay me to do a jello shot off Steve. There's no way. Steve! There's absolutely no way. Well, I could do a jello shot off of Stan because I don't know what he looks like, so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. I just wouldn't know. Okay, what is what's your next? All what's right. your what's your next point? My next point, because I'm me, black main characters. Come on yeah. down, twitches. Come on I, down, haunted yes. mansion. Are you kidding <laughs> me? How wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a treat. The girls, they're mixed. Uh, One of them's parents are this wealthy black couple. They're really cute and sweet and take the whole magic thing very well. Um, I I was just, their mom, this hot, light-skinned woman. Um, Wow. Haunted Mansion. Dark-skinned family. Eddie Murphy. Mm -hmm. What a treat. Wow. Like, and yeah. Eddie Murphy wins in the end. The black family wins. They get to stay together. I was, yes. uh, I was here for it. I was really feeling good. I was really feeling good about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like, I think that that's really important to incorporate into like children's movies. Um, Cause children are not inherently racist. We're taught racism. So like, when kids see things like that, they just think like, oh, a family going to a haunted mansion. Right. They don't see like a black family going to a haunted mansion. They don't see those things unless their parents or their environment has ingrained those thoughts into them. So I think it's really important to have representation of people of color in children's movies because then they see that and they see like, this is normal. This is like, this is just how life is instead of, you know, yeah. thinking a, yeah, about it in a negative way. So it's, I think it's a really positive thing. Yeah, dude, it's not, and, and it's, like, it's not just about, like, seeing it, too. Like, it, when kids don't see it, mm-hmm. and, like, it, it's not in their brains that people who look like that can do that. Yeah. Well, and it's, you like, our, I mean? it's, like, our books, too. Like, we want to see them as the, like, these like people of color as the main characters, not sidekick characters, like right. helping the gonna, white main character. You right. know? Or if you're going to make them a side character, then like make them awesome and yeah. make them like worthwhile and make, make them cool. Like we mm-hmm. want cool, like black indigenous people of color in our books that we want. Like Hellion is a hottie. Yeah. You know, he's, he is still, I was like, there are people of color in Echo Tar. And then I was like, oh, there aren't that many. Like, Reese doesn't count. 
<laughs> he's just like, the tan. Aliens don't count. They're just like very tan. Yeah. Um, they're not, but they're still like they have white features. Like yeah. they have Eurocentric features. Like there's nothing wrong with that, and I still love them. And like I have a white boyfriend, and I love him for it. But I'm just saying that like um, they don't really count. But so like Hellion and folks of the Summer Court are like they they are there and they count and they're cool. Um, so like we love that, but like. You know, if I don't, I don't know. So yeah. Uh, no, I yeah. I growing agree. up, I agree. yeah. Growing up, like none of the movies that I watched, none of them featured black people. Like none of my favorite films have black people in them. The How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, one of my favorite movies of all time. Zero black people. Um, yeah. Peter Pan, so bad. Peter Pan's really bad. So Peter bad. Pan's so uh, awful. But I fucked with it. Um, Blue's Clues. <laughs> I loved watching Blue's Clues. Steve, the cutest white man you've ever seen. <laughs> no black people. Um, yeah. uh, and so, like, you know, like, Hercules. Uh, oh, well, they had the muses. Okay, so the muses were, like, kind of groundbreaking. And I loved them. I loved mm-hmm. them. But, like, you know, Meg was still white. All of the females were, were white. And, like, the whole... This is all very white. Very, very white. And, like, Tiana, I think we've talked about this before. I, She's I a frog! A She's a frog for most of the movie. She's a frog for most of the movie. <laughs> and we didn't get her to, like, what? 2012? Yeah. I don't even I remember. Think, I think Princess and the Frog is... Yeah, I think it. I think it is. It's the last like hand-drawn Disney movie before they like switched to like the you know like Frozen is like the like mm-hmm. what do like they call digital. it like 3D animation. Yeah. Is it 3D animation? I'm not sure. Yeah, like the digital stuff. But but like the Princess and the Frog is like one of the last ones that looks like the classic Disney movies that we grew up mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I think that Disney should do more hand-drawn drawn yeah. uh, movies. I mean, it's cool to do the digital stuff, but I just I love I love the hand-drawn. Movies. Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool to see, like, not just like black characters, but like them be the main characters, yeah. And then to be funny and real and dynamic. Dynamic. Oh. Oh wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> so that was a total treat. And my next point was uh, interracial loves. Oh, because that has a special <laughs> place in my heart because I am mixed. I am the product of an interracial union. I am in an interracial union and I love it. It makes me so fucking hard. Interracial interspecies <laughs> give it all to me. Um, Twitches, uh, their dad was white and mm-hmm. their mom was alive. <laughs> was what? <laughs> She is alive. Their dad died. Um, Would have been problematic if their dad was alive and their mom was not. um, It would have been very frustrating. There was the um, intercourse. No, that's that's no good. Oh, that is no good. Yeah, we don't want a kill bill situation on our hands here. Um, No, thank you. Um, Yeah, that would have been very problematic. But (laughs) but yeah, uh, interracial loves to make those beautiful girls and then uh haunted mansion the mr darcy-esque 
master, I hate that word, I'm going to say lord of the manor, yeah. um, was in love with a darker-skinned woman. And he's a, white, he's a white guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the hot, like, wealthy lord of the mansion is, like, has eternal love for a woman of color. And it's and the mom, right? I haven't seen Haunted Mansion in a really long time, but it's like yeah. it's like the mom's doppelganger, correct? He, exactly, the mom's okay. doppelganger. And the mom in the movie is black. And so, so yeah, so essentially he uh, was in love with a uh, black woman. And you're like, why does that matter? Not you, Paris, you know why it matters. But, like, people are like, <laughs> why does that matter? Why is that a big deal? Well, because, like, black women have been vilified and seen as ugly for, like, so long. And uh, there are, like tears of uh, how black you can be and like the darker you get the uglier you were perceived to be and if you had more white blood in you like say you were the product of like rape um then you would work in the big house and like uh, the dark skin people would be outside and there's like this whole ugly history and uh of the colorism and racism and it is so it's shown in beauty standards like yeah, this is like a personal thing for sure. But it's just important for people of color, black people, mm-hmm. to see themselves and also for other people to see them like that and be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's normal. Mm-hmm. I can see that person as cool or beautiful or whatever. And like, it doesn't get in the way. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that was I very really... well said. I agree. Thanks. Thanks. I really enjoyed uh, seeing that in Twitches and Haunted Mansion. Um, it fulfilled my uh, my wet dreams. The next on the list is a dynamic female protagonist. Um, oh, before I get into that, by the way, I will say Halloween Town is not on that list because there is one person, one black person in Halloween Town, and he is It's the, the, the guy who opens the bus door, yes, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. I fucking noticed that, too. I noticed that, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the only person of color in this film. I mean, like, granted, they've got, like, all of these different creatures who have, like, weird faces, and there's a fish man, and there are people with pumpkin heads, so there's, like, all these different types of of creatures but the only person human of color in the film is the guy who fucking opens the bus door for the white people that made me really mad yes yes (sighs) (laughs) halloween town does not pass the vibe check there no it does not so (sighs) yeah i wanted to bring that up because that was a something that i noticed and i was like that's I still love you, Halloween Town. I still vibe for you hard, but damn, man, that's disrespectful. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I was so impressed, like uh, the backdrop against that. Like I was so pleased that Twitches and Haunted Mansion were like. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I really watch this shit. And then, like also, that's so Raven was a lit show. I'm sorry, that was yes, so good. I I love that's Raven. I am still waiting for us to cosplay or do a Halloween costume of Raven and Chelsea. Oh my god. I think we would be such a great Raven and Chelsea. I think we would be so fucking good, dude. We have to. <laughs> I will keep the lookout for like a neon orange yes. um, like coat. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Absolutely. I would love I to. I would love that so much. I was also just thinking of like characters that we could 
like cosplay as or do like Halloween costumes as. Mm-hmm. And I have like Raven and Chelsea, and then Masande and Daenerys. Uh, Khaleesi. Yeah, Daenerys. And then I'm obviously I... Daenerys, right? <laughs> <laughs> We get well, you a little afro. You can be cute. <laughs> well, I just thought about that, and I was like, I guess that wouldn't really work because Fallon is the dragon queen, so I couldn't. No, I couldn't I'm just take giving that away you shit. You. I'm just giving you shit. Dude. <laughs> no, that's funny as fuck. Here comes a spoiler, so don't be mad. We've warned ya. You've only got yourself to blame if you keep on listening and learn some things that you really don't want to know. If so, then go. <laughs> I'll be, I could be, um, call Drogo. Oh, shit. You know, I could be like a I would love that. version of Drogo. Oh, that'd be so awesome. There's more power. Because, like, Masande gets her head yeeted off, and, uh... She does? Okay, wait, I haven't finished that well. Oh, <laughs> I haven't finished so Game of Thrones. I'm fucking sorry. Here comes a spoiler. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Because, you know what? It, like, Game of Thrones has been over for a while now. It's my own fault for not finishing it. And um, I know how the series ends. I just didn't know like specific details. So R.I.P. Masande. I'm I'm sad and I'm sorry that I said that you would be Masande because I didn't know that she dies. I'm so sorry, Paris. I I had no idea, and I would not have spoiled had I known. <laughs> Uh, it's okay, but that's so sad. Yeah, oh. I, yeah. I mean, you should still watch it because, like, it. Yeah, she goes well, I out, want to. She goes out swinging. Um, but I, or, I want to, but I'm just not willing to pay fifteen dollars a month for for HBO. Oh, you know. Well, <clears throat> I can be arranged. Oh. Because I happen okay. to have some HBO action. Um, ah, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely you, think we should do. Or, or you could be Daenerys and I could be a dragon. <gasps> that would actually be perfect. That'd be perfect. That'd be really cute. That'd I be could so be perfect. Drogon. I love that boy. Ooh, so cute. He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyways, um, Halloween Town. Yeah. Little no. Racist. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit, but it's it's a bop. It's a bop. You know. Um, get it. Still Debbie Reynolds. Movie. Get it hard, girl. Debbie uh, Reynolds. Yeah, she played. Was, um, wait. She played Grandma. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was thinking about Debbie Ryan, the actress from Disney Channel. Debbie Ryan? <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Debbie Ryan. She was in um, Jessie. She was oh. the nanny. And I, yeah, I'm sorry. Because it's Disney Channel. That's who I thought you were talking about. But Debbie Ryan was probably like seven when this movie right. came out. Or probably younger. So never mind. Yeah, sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Debbie Reynolds plays the um, the grandma. Yeah. And so that was uh, that was fun. But yes, I'll, Halloween Town still bop. I still enjoy it, but uh, it gets a zero on the representation scale. Maybe a one because there's like other critters, but they're all like clearly white critters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. But uh, next we have uh, female dynamic female protagonist i wrote femme whatever but dynamic protagonist marnie alex cameron halloween town and twitches they take the cake they're so good yeah they are good like they are good however i do have to say hmm. 
I don't see, well, at least in the first movie, I haven't seen the other Halloween Town movies. Um, I've, like, briefly seen the one with Sarah Paxton, which I believe is, like, the fourth movie mm-hmm. where they replaced the actress who played Marnie. Um, just because, of, like, it was on Disney Channel, and I saw it when I was watching Disney Channel when I was younger. Um, but Marnie is like, they're like, okay, Marnie, it's your birthright, you're a witch, and you're part of the most powerful line of witches there ever was. Mm -hmm. Like, Marnie's not that great of a witch, at least in Halloween Town 1. Like, her little sister Sophie is so much better at witchy things than she is. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, I think Sophie's a dynamic character because she's little and sweet, but she's also really smart and pays attention and makes, like, rhymes and songs to spells and is, like, on top of her shit. That is true. That is true. I I felt that way, too, and when Marnie was confronting her mom, she was like, was I, like, Sophie when I was younger and she was like yes and I hid it from you so I think like Sophie like progressing towards puberty is like somehow when the like kind of absent minded power is like kicking in so I imagine that when Marnie was Sophie's age she was more like magically inclined but and, and also like Marnie is either in the middle of or like like she is at at peak puberty happening she's like 13 um and so like if the witch's training is supposed to end at 13 and she hasn't even started so she's like really stunted yeah i wonder if like that is why and also like as much as i love a winner i prefer winners um like marnie represents what would be most likely everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, like You're we right. can't all we can't all be overpowered as much as we think we will be in uh, in these situations or like when <laughs> magic hits we're like we're going to be courted by the hottest fae most powerful fae dude and we're going to get all the magic powers. But what if like we get courted by a moderately hot, or like he's super hot because he's Fey. But then when we go to the Fey realm, we find out that he's like actually average looking, and there are a bunch of way other hot Fey, way other more powerful Fey, and we don't get any powers. We stay human. Like, what uh. do we do then? You know what I mean? Well, then I'm like, all right, who do I fight? What challenge do I overcome to become Faye? Because mm. I, I'm not staying human. I'm not staying human. It's, it's not happening. No if I live in the Faye realm, I'm, I'm going to become Faye. All right, it's Paris. Happening. Paris, listen here. There is, um, there is a tomb, and inside the tomb is the elixir that will turn you Faye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking know what you're gonna say. But the problem is, Paris, the problem is, is that the door to the tomb is covered in spiders. Do you open the door, Paris? Do you open the door, Paris? Um, yeah, I do. You open the door. Okay, excellent. You open the door and the tomb is guarded by a giant shelob style spider oh you've got to fight do i have a weapon do i have a gun do i have a taser what do i the fey realm paris you have (laughs) maybe it's like like, dagger or some shit there's a 
there's a gun in Crescent City. It's called like the 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 God Killer or something. Yeah, you remember but that's that? Crescent City. You don't want. You didn't even like the world in Crescent City. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do I have? What do I have to protect myself what against? What do you want Shalub? to protect yourself? Um, maybe like a big tennis racket. I don't know. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. I could like swat at him. Um. um uh, I don't really have much experience with melee weapons, so... I know, I know. See? Oh, God. There's your challenge, Paris. Fuck. Can I just, like, sing a really high note and it, like, <laughs> it, like pierces his eardrums and his brain explodes? That's what you learn. That's what you learn, that it, you're human. Being human is actually to your advantage because the, the human voice sounds so much worse than the fey voice that it's you so actually, shrill. like... Yeah, exactly. And that's how you win. <gasps> wow. Uh, what a treat. <laughs> but fuck Shalub. I'm not interested in the big old spider. <laughs> do you say Shalob? How do you I say, say it? Shalob. <laughs> oh, I've always said Shalub. Shalub? <laughs> yeah, like Shalub's lair. <laughs> and then you know, you're like, you win some, Shalub some. <laughs> Oh my god. That's, you don't say Shalou? You're fucking with me, right? No, I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. Brady has the Lord of the Rings game, and we it's really hard to get past Shalou's lair. Paris, you have got <laughs> to be kidding me. That's so fucking funny. No, you animal. <laughs> no. <laughs> How oh do you say god. it? Shelob? Shelob. All right, you can say Shelob. I'm still going to say Shalou. Dang, dang. You know, because like Tony, like Tony Shalhoub, the actor, the actor, Tony Shalhoub. I don't know. From Monk. Isn't it Monk? Oh, no. Is that the name of the show? What is it called? There's like some like, like TV detective show. I, it's probably Monk. With Tony Shalhoub. I, I think it's Monk. Okay. But, um. Now I have to look it up. I think, I, anyways. Okay. What's your next note? Moral <laughs> lessons. Is there a fun little moral lesson at the end? There's really it one is monk. at all three. At the end of all three. We're just moving on from Shalub. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, moral lessons. Moral lessons. Uh, I don't know. This sounds boring. I'm going to skip it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Because, like, what would the moral lesson of haunted of haunted mansion be? Like, it was, it was don't leave your key your in the mausoleum. No. Oh, <laughs> spend more time with your family. Don't be a workaholic. Prioritize the important things like love and family uh, and quality time. Because Eddie Murphy was like, no, we're we're not going to go on our vacation just yet. We're going to go to this haunted mansion. And uh, because of it, you technically died. Her, his wife, like, dies. And she is resurrected. Yeah. But, like, you know, he prioritized his ambition over um, quality time and maintaining his close relationships. Um, and it worked out in the end, but it might not have. I guess that's a better moral than don't leave your key in the mausoleum. Maybe, but that's really what stuck with you, and that's you know it's all. That's what it's I got from it. Viewer interpretation, really. And I tell you what, I have never left my key in a mausoleum. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> you won't go in there in the first place because it's covered in spiders. There's no, no fucking way I'm going down there. <laughs> Uh, and then in Halloween Town, it was like the the boy, the punk kid who was like, I want to be hot. Which can you blame him? Could you blame no. him for wanting that nose job? I certainly didn't. No, I was like, not. I'd be no, evil and no hot blame. any day. I pick evil and yeah. hot over ugly and good any fucking day <laughs> of the week. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and then Twitches, oh, I don't know if there was like a moral thing. I guess it was more like the girls trusting in themselves. And then like. It was like you're stronger together. Yeah. Kind of thing. Kind of thing. I don't know. I didn't put a check there. There's no X in that category because I wasn't really sure. Um, but I will say like. Yeah. My next one's uh, character growth, like female character growth, which is like really in Twitches and some in Halloween Town, I guess, with like Marnie, with the mom, Marnie's mom being like, I was wrong. I shouldn't shelter you. I should let you make your own choice uh, about being a witch. And so I'm going to train you. And that was like really sweet. Also, can we talk about how fucking hot the mom is in Halloween Town? Yeah. She's a fucking MILF, dude. Dude, I know. I want to look like that. I want to look like that. I'm hoping that that's how I age. Yeah, I hope you age like that, too. She is gorgeous. She's, like, stupid hot. Um, yeah, she is. Yeah, hot mom for the win. And she's funny, too. She's like, Brady really identified with Dylan, the brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was he like, did. He was, like, sitting on the couch, and he was like, I'm Dylan. There's no statistical probability in which Halloween Town exists. Yes, <laughs> I was like, fuck, so you're such true. a killjoy. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I don't know who I identify with in Halloween Town. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really see myself in there, which is okay. You can't see yourself everywhere. I'm, you, you know what? I'm the, uh, I'm the bus attendant. That's why. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. If anything, you're like the big fish man or like some like really cool creature. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love mm -hmm. to be big fish man. <laughs> also, just really quick, Halloween Town was made in, I believe, was it 1998? No, it was fucking not. Yeah, it was. Halloween Town was either 1996 or 1998. That's old. Um, yeah, I know. Which brings me to my point. Um, it looks really good. Like, the character creation and, like, the um, masks yes. and the makeup, like, they look really good in that movie. Um Let's see. I'm pulling yeah, it up right now. Yeah, the creature design was like yeah, 1998. Really solid. Yeah. Well, also the skeleton um, <gasps> taxi driver. Oh, yeah. He's like animatronic, and his eyebrows move, and he like I don't know what they made him out of, but he looks really cool. I love practical effects. I think that's something that gets lost in movies that are made now because we have such advanced like CGI and yeah. everything's done using computers. But like. When you take the time to make um, props like that and to, to make masks and, like, like the, the yoga, not dance, it's not yoga. She's, like, a dance instructor in the gym, and she's, like, a cat, and she's got, like, a cat face. <gasps> yes, uh -huh. And, like, all of that kind of stuff where it, like, must have taken hours to do the makeup for the actors, but it looks so cool, and yeah. that movie's, like, timeless because you're not distracted by, like, shitty CGI. Yeah. It's just really cool makeup. I agree. I, I, I enjoyed that 
very much seeing all of those like they were all yeah the skeleton like the way they moved his eyebrows and stuff was like really mm-hmm. cool and yeah the um all the trolls and stuff everywhere yeah. like they're really really well done yeah. so i totally know i'm a big fan about. big fan of practical effects i think people should use them more often yeah agreed agreed especially when yeah some of the effects were like much cringe um i mean yeah like the bus the bus flying away like that's or them riding on the broom Um, (laughs) with the green screen and like someone's like blowing a hair dryer at them to make the wind Yeah, it was a uh, really fun good because Casper came in um, like halfway through the movie and he was like, "What the fuck are you watching?" I was like, "Halloween Town. You're gonna sit down. And you're gonna shut the fuck up, um, and you're gonna be respectful of this this iconic <laughs> film." And so he he it's a piece of art. I know he was quiet, but uh, I could tell when the CGI came on, he would like stop everything. He like stopped breathing because it was like so bad. Um, <laughs> I don't blame him. That's what I mean. Like, CGI does not hold up, but practical effects are always fun. That's what's up. Always fun. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Speaking of uh, practical effects, my next category is hot guys. Um, There was really only (laughs) one hot guy in all three of these movies, and I think it was the the lord of the manor in Haunted Mansion. Yeah. You have not read Pride and Prejudice, and I take it you've also not seen the films. But Mr. Darcy, no. he's very much like a Mr. Darcy type, the guy in Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that vibe. And he was a daddy. He was so, a total daddy. You're not, like, sexually attracted to the butler? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, too too old of a white man for right. me. Um, right, that, but he's like an '80s um, like villain, and I can't remember what movie he's in. But he's in '80s movies, and and Brady and Max, our friend, uh, he, they're like big '80s movies fans. Right. And one time we were gonna watch this '80s movies, and it had that actor in it. And we sat down, we we're watching the movie, and I was like, oh my god, it's the butler from haunted mansion and they were so appalled that that's what i knew him from <laughs> they're like are you kidding me he's so. like an award-winning actor and you're like i yeah. loved your work in haunted mansion <laughs> sir his performance was incredible in haunted mansion wow yeah. <laughs> when you descended oh into hell towards the end what a wow <laughs> What a treat. I really believe that you are going to burn for eternity. Yeah. Well, also along that line of, like, acting Calabar, his, like, big monologue at the end I where he's, like, holding it. the scepter. <laughs> I, oh, okay. That brings me to something that I didn't even think about, but now I do. Okay. In uh, Halloween Town and Twitches, you have this, like, evil white guy who is, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, evil white guy who, like, wants to fuck the mom. Yeah. Uh, so, in Twitches, you have, like, she married her husband's brother, and he was, like, he turns out to be the bad guy, and she's, like... That's in all three of these movies. 
Oh, well, he the butler doesn't want to fuck the lady. He no, was... I mean, I guess the, the manor, the guy, the the lord of the manor is not evil, but mm-hmm. there is an element of someone <gasps> he wanting does to fuck, want the to fuck the mom. All three of them, moms want to be fucked, <laughs> which I think is awesome. I don't think there's enough Milfs mom all around in modern films, you know. Um, yeah, all three of these movies have excellent milfs. Yes, yes. And, uh, Disney, thank you, you know. Excellent milfs. Uh, so I really, I applaud Disney for that. I think there needs to be more of that. Um, bring it Good back. Work. Why do we idolize youth, you know? Middle-aged mm-hmm. bitches can still get got. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> get some. Um, I'm sorry, what were you saying earlier? <laughs> well, uh, they all want to fuck the mom. But in Halloween Town and Twitches specifically, they are like, they're the real bad guy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, uh, that was really it. But I, I didn't even think about Haunted Mansion, that he also wants to fuck the mom. Yeah, they all want to fuck the I mom. I mean, the butler probably wants to fuck the mom. Who doesn't want like to fuck the mom? Like, it's context, because I know, she's, she's so hot. She's hot. So, he probably wants to fuck the mom, too. He's probably really jealous. Yeah. And he's just really angry it's because implied. of it. Yeah. He never got any, he never got any as the butler. Mm-mm. No. Man. Yeah. So, hot guys, um... I mean, like, Calabar was okay, like, as far as, like, like a daddy vibe, but I don't know. Right off the bat, I was like, nah, no. I know he's supposed to be charming and cool, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. No, he's like a really creepy Willy Wonka. I mean, Willy Wonka's already creepy, but he's, like, even creepier because he's, you know, he's pulling out this, like, lollipop out of his ear, and he's like, do you want it, Sophie? She's like, no, you just fucking pulled that thing out, out of your, your head you, know. you idiot yeah <laughs> you animal sophie is so you, you know what the more we're talking about it the more yeah sophie's a bop sophie from um halloween town she's a great character because she was like yeah she could have been like thanks and taking this lollipop and being like weird but instead she was like no no thanks i don't want your fucking weird lollipop and he was like okay. you know what he was forced to respect her wishes you know what I'm going to do? What? I am going to channel Sophie's energy. Yes. I'm go to work tomorrow. And Pete comes in. And Pete's like, hey, you want this lollipop from my ear? I'm be like, no, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Get away, Pete. Yeah. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. No, I'm just going to channel Sophie. That's, I think that's an excellent idea. And I can't wait to hear that's how the it goes. Moral, that's the moral of Halloween Town. <laughs> channel sophie's energy be like sophie reject ear lollipops don't take no shit yeah yep. sophie knows what's up she's very intuitive she trusts herself trust yourself trust yourself yep um on period on period my next category was that there well, it probably should have been earlier but it was that there was a fantasy realm to go to, period. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitches and Halloween Town, you have like this alternate dimension. Um, like Twitches and Halloween Town, like Twitches copped a lot of themes, I think, from Halloween Town. Um, as far as like mom fucking goes and like the bad guy being seen as the good guy and then we find out that he's actually the bad guy and mm-hmm. like going to this alternate dimension and, and like following your destiny having your destiny be revealed to you and like rejecting it but or someone rejecting it but then like you accepting it like the 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 plots were actually very similar which i don't think i would have caught had i not watched them um one after the other Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah. I, overall, was very pleased with this movie selection, um, this triage. The only thing that was missing was Mickey's House of Villains, which is not available on really any platform for any reasonable amount of money. No, it's seventeen ninety nine to buy it over on YouTube. Yeah. Which is bullshit. It's fucking ridiculous. So, it's bullshit. I mean, it, granted, it's a it's a great you say it's a great film, but I don't know if it's worth seventeen ninety nine. No, no, I, I don't I don't think so. For like renting to not own it yourself to not like have unrestricted access to it. No, absolutely not. Um, what I did do was um, I watched so Disney's House of Villains. If you're not familiar, is like basically Mickey Mouse owns a movie theater and he invites everyone to come watch Halloween shows, shorts, Disney shorts that are from like, you know, the 80s, 70s, 60s, like old, they go old school way back, Disney spooky themed shorts. And uh, the villains are kind of the main patrons that evening and Mickey's Minnie's like Ooh, there's a lot of villains here and Mickey's like don't even worry about it baby it's gonna be cool they're gonna behave themselves and like halfway through the main villains like Captain Hook and Cruella DeVille and um, Jafar are like this is lame let's take over the theater and now we're gonna show more spooky things that still have a happy ending for um, like the players, the good antagonist, what protagonist. Um, and so basically it's just like <laughs> the a good and good antagonist protagonist. It really depends on uh, who you ask, who's a good person in these shorts, uh, which is what I liked about them. Um, so the goal really, the, the main point of it is to be able to watch. It's just a vessel for all of these Disney shorts, two of which are on Disney plus, And most of them you can find on YouTube. So I actually watched, I got to watch, like, some of my favorites on YouTube. Some of the recordings are, like, really garbage, so I didn't watch all of them. Um, but I did get to relive my favorites, and it was a treat. I have to say, the animation, like, the drawn animation style, like you were saying, is so pleasant to watch. It's, like, really satisfying mm -hmm. and rewarding. Um, and then the score, the music, they went so hard dude they went so <laughs> fucking hard back yeah. then on the tunes that just bop yeah. after bop after bop so it's so nostalgic <sighs> too to like watch disney movies and like shorts and stuff like that that are hand-drawn with great um scores like i mean fantasia stuff like that Ugh. it's just it it pulls me right back to being like eight years old yeah and and watching that at my dad's house um at night you know just like like while i'm like in my pajamas and like eating a sandwich that has is made of white franz bread and mustard with sprinkles and uh, maybe a juice pouch of some kind like that is instantly what i taste and uh, what i feel when i watch disney movies mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um that is like the unsung hero of my Halloween and I, of every Halloween, like I would watch that annually. I would watch, when I was a kid, I lived with my mom in a one bedroom apartment. It was just um, her and I. And 
I would watch that movie year round. I had it on my VHS. I had it on cassette. Mm-hmm. Year round, I would watch that movie because it's so fucking good. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll send you some of the shorts, but I really, if you can get your hands on it, folks, Mickey's House of Villains. Holy Lord. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts, Paris? Um, I know what a great Christmas gift for you. Oh, oh my God. If they have it on Blu-ray, dude. Oh my God. Wow. What a treat. Final thoughts. Um, I'm really excited to continue to watch, uh, Halloween spooky movies because it's only the 10th today. So we have, we have a few more weeks of, of fun Halloween time and this is my favorite time of the year so I will just I will just just live it up as long as I can enjoy so. enjoy into November yeah. too really we I feel like we have until Thanksgiving uh, to live <laughs> out Halloween you know we're adults whatever the world's ending like whatever whatever the fuck we want to do <laughs> yeah. final thoughts for you um thank you for encouraging this uh Halloween festiveness. It, I think it makes a difference when someone says like, I love Halloween or like, I love X. And I think, wow, I think that's actually kind of like an important theme for us and like this podcast and like our beliefs, because like when you're upfront about the things that you enjoy, other people are like drawn to you. Like you, you, uh, attract others who are are like-minded um yeah like attracts like yeah Yeah. and i think we were talking about this a long time ago about like how you were like i just want to be able to fucking go to a coffee shop and read a a fantasy novel without feeling awkward or like someone's gonna make fun of me or think it's weird um Mm -hmm. and not like want to hide the book that you're reading because like you're embarrassed about it and Mm -hmm. um I think giving ourselves permission, especially when things are so crazy, like with the destruction of civilization comes the rebirth of something new. And Mm -hmm. I really want to, I really am like out here trying to reform and like transform my life and like how I operate and how I see myself and like who I am and, Mm -hmm. um, indulging in the things that I enjoy, like decorating for Halloween, something that I wouldn't have done, I think, if you hadn't showed me that you did it. Um, I feel very grateful to have you as a friend, because I think you allow yourself to indulge in things, and it inspires me to do so, and encourages my quality, increases my quality of life. So... Just, oh, well, I had a good time. That. Of course. Um, I love you. I loved these <laughs> well, movies. I love you too. Thank you. You've encouraged me to do that too. I mean, like, yeah, with like anime. I used to just avoid anime at all costs because I didn't want to be that kid who watched anime. Mm. But just recently, like this last year, I have decided that I don't give a fuck anymore and I'm going to do, I'm going to enjoy the things that I like or you know and 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 try new things and you've watched anime and you talked about anime and I you know I wanted to try it too and Brady's roommate Chase was really into it which is kind of like how I started watching it because it was always on the TV and I've just decided that I am not going to limit myself with the things that I like 
because I'm afraid of what other people think about it, you know, or the stereotypes that come with liking that specific thing. So I'm glad that you have, you know, the courage to like watch anime and cosplay because it's encouraged me to want to do those things too. Mm, that makes me feel so good. My, yeah, I, my breasts ache for that, you know. Uh, <laughs> my breasts are heavy. They're so heavy. I love that. And dude, like, not. I mean, to bring up like feminism again, but like, dudes aren't like, oh, will someone make fun of me for watching anime? They're like. Stop no, they just watch anime. They just watch anime, and then they're like, "Stop making fun of me for watching anime." But it it doesn't fucking stop dudes from doing something they want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like men rarely like stop, like, like don't start something because they're like afraid. And I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing, yeah. but as a whole, I think women are more likely, or like women, female identifying folks, and people who have been like raised in the feminine are more likely to like not do something because of how it will be perceived by other people and that's just Mm -hmm. like so fucking dumb yeah it's sad because you literally just you limit your life and you you like don't you're not living to your fullest potential. Mm-hmm. You're not enjoying all the things that make you happy because you're worried about how you look to someone else. And that is something that I just like literally just like this last year, I kind of just decided I'm 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 not going to do that anymore. I'm going to read the things I want to read. I'm going to watch the stuff I want to watch. I'm going to consume what I want because I want to be happy and I think that that's kind of been born out of the coronavirus because you know, I'm just home all the time and like who gives a shit if I'm watching anime or if I'm reading all of these fantasy books or if I'm reading, um, like, graphic novels and, mm-hmm. and things like that? Because, like, this is my life. I am literally only living for myself. Like, no one else is living my life. And I don't give a shit if, it, if people know that I watch anime or read graphic novels anymore. If you don't like it, then you can leave. Bye. Bye, bitch. I've definitely seen that, <laughs> and I love it. I love like okay. it, it inspires me to do the same, and it feels so good. So, I love you. I love our I love podcast. You uh, I love our podcast. I too. love our podcast. Wow! If you guys <laughs> love our podcast, follow us on Instagram. At Hell yeah! Fantasy Time Podcast. That's it. It's just Fantasy Time Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> oh, and if you want to chat with us, you can hit us up in our DMs or send us an email at fantasytimepodcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, ideas. What do you want to hear about? What do you like? What do you absolutely hate about our podcast? <laughs> We don't care, but we do care. Um, <laughs> we're open to suggestions. Yeah. Have any book recommendations? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Or movie recommendations, or like movie, fantasy movies. Anime. Let us know. Graphic novels. Yeah. Graphic novels. Anything. Possibly board games, <gasps> like fantasy board games How that you fun. think are dope. We want to play them too. We want to do all the things, guys. So, uh, yeah. Hit us up chat with us um that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) sounds good all right (laughs) 
I love you, Bye. I love you, too. Bye-bye. <laughs> but, you know, if you do, if you're a listener and you did chill with your parents on your 21st birthday, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, you maybe, it would have been, it would have been fun if you had some shots. I, you could do I shots agree. with your parents. Yeah, jello shots off your dad's body, you know? Whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Fallon, there you couldn't pay me to do a jello shot off Steve. There's no way. Steve. There's absolutely no way. Well, I could do a jello shot off of Stan because I don't know what he looks like, so <laughs> you know, I wouldn't know. I just wouldn't know.